Everyone knows therapy is great for solving problems, but getting therapy has its own problems too, like finding the right therapist, fitting into their schedule, and of course, the cost. Well, BetterHelp can solve those problems. It's totally online and built around your schedule. It's surprisingly affordable too. Connect with a credentialed therapist by phone, video, or online chat, all from the comfort of your home. Visit betterhelp.com to learn more and save 10% on your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P. Do you know a student getting ready to go to college? Or are you looking at going back to school yourself? The Woodward Hines Education Foundation and the Get to College program help more Mississippians get to and through college to get certificates and degrees that lead to meaningful employment. They offer free college planning advice, including hands-on FAFSA completion assistance through in-person or virtual appointments. Visit gettocollege.org to learn more. Good morning. It's 8.30 on Monday, March 4th. I'm Desiree Frazier. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. On today's show, we hear from Mississippi Professional Educators Director Kelly Riley as a legislative session with big implications for teachers wraps up. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Plenty of state appropriations measures still await a final vote today. The legislature has blown through its deadline for sending such bills to the governor's desk. But last week, one major domino of this year's session officially fell. Governor Tate Reeves signed a bill to increase teacher pay by an average of about $5,000 per year. Kelly Riley is executive director of Mississippi Professional Educators. She speaks with MPB's Michael Guidry. This pay raise will make Mississippi much more competitive with other states, especially those that we we share a border with, um, you know, a few months ago, the State Board of Education announced that, that we have more than 3,000 vacant teaching positions throughout the state of Mississippi. So certainly, um, we think that the pay raise is a significant step in, in the right direction to filling those vacant positions and ensuring that every student in Mississippi, um, you know, has a qualified teacher leading their their educational experience in the classroom every day. And a key component of the original Senate bill were those significant well, bumps at the, at those milestone years of 5, 10, 15, 20. What are you hearing from your experienced teachers, the, the members of MPE that have been in the classroom for 10 or more years, uh, about the investment and in, in those raises on those milestone years? So those Five-year bumps um, came about as a result of Senate Education Chairman DeBar's listening tour throughout the state last fall. Um, That was something that veteran educators expressed around the state in, in those meetings. And so the bumps themselves have been very favorably received. Um, you know, we've got to focus on not only recruiting new teachers, but on retaining the teachers we have. Because, of course, you know, if, if we're not holding on to those, then our vacancy rate just simply increases. Um, so the response from our members as to the bumps have been very favorable. Um, to be honest, I have heard several comments from veteran teachers, especially those with advanced degrees, um, 
that have expressed some concern because the the fiscal amount of those raises are you know those those raises are not quite as high as the raises that some of our younger teachers are receiving but overall let me stress this um, overall educators are very appreciative of the pay raise um, they they feel like the legislature is recognizing them as the professionals that they are and of course this pay raise will enable teachers to not have to work um, second, third, and fourth jobs. It will allow them more time with their own families. And that, in turn, I think will pay off in the classroom because it's great for their morale. And, you know, our, our students are the real winners here. While we are certainly thrilled that our, our teachers will be compensated at a more effective rate for the professionals that they are, the real winners are our students because we do feel like the pay raise will you know, not only retain those teachers we have, but recruit more of Mississippi's best and brightest young students into the teaching profession. So we spent a lot of time talking about teacher pay and, and the, the financial investment that that lawmakers made in providing for that. I'd like to shift to the other kind of arm of education funding, and that's the MAEP. Looks to be another year where it will not be fully funded according to the formula that was uh, made into law over almost 20 years ago. What are your thoughts about the kind of duality of that, of of lawmakers investing in teacher compensation, but once again seeing the MAEP not being fully funded, especially in a year where all we've heard about are revenue surpluses? Well, you know, that is a challenge because it takes more than just great teachers in the classroom. I mean, you also have the other expenses that a a school district district incurs, and that is everything from textbooks to transportation. Um, you know, there's a there's a multitude of expenses, and of course, today in today's economy, with um, ever increasing fuel prices and and commodities prices, you know, our districts are are spending more funds, and it is a challenge when the state does not uphold the statutorily mandated funding formula. When the formula is not funded by the state, um, you know, the, the district only has two choices, and that is to um, reduce services, and that could mean larger class sizes, which research has shown larger class sizes are not as effective for a student's learning as, as smaller class sizes, or the only other option available to our local district is to increase um, the local taxes that a, you know, a local resident pays to support that local school district. I'd like to shift towards some of the things that were done in the legislature this year uh, that could affect what actually happens in the classroom. Uh, and, uh, and, and chiefly, Senate Bill 2113, uh, this is a bill that uh, will limit and put restrictions on how race and other identifying factors are discussed in the classroom. What are you hearing from your members about uh, Senate Bill 2113 and how it might impact uh, especially the middle and high school areas of social studies, government, history, things like that? 
Well, and those are the teachers that I have heard from who have the most concerns about Senate Bill 2113. Um, you know, it was stated several times during the discussions on that bill that the bill was proposing a solution for an issue that we are not facing here in Mississippi. Um, and, and teachers are concerned that the bill opens the door for, um, you know, to for parents to, to file lawsuits or to criticize what's being taught in classrooms. And our teachers are not expressing concern because they're doing anything wrong, but they are they are concerned that you know, such um, lawsuits, of course, that takes up more of their time. It takes up more of the school district's time. Our teachers are trained in pedagogy. They know how to... Um, they know how to teach. They know the mechanics of teaching. Of course, everything is driven by the the Mississippi curriculum standards. I'm I'm confident that our teachers will continue to do the excellent job that they do, and I am hopeful that um, the bill will not result in an unnecessary burden on our local districts. You know, a great example, in other states there have been measures that would require teachers to submit their lesson plans in June for the entire following school year. Well, just think about the current events going on in our world right now. I mean, no one anticipated last June, as far as world events, specifically in Ukraine, so we've got to give teachers the, the latitude and the flexibility to provide instruction and to provide an educational experience that best meets those students, those individual students in those individual classrooms. Kelly Riley is executive director of Mississippi Professional Educators. More Mississippi edition ahead. You're listening to MPB Think Radio. This podcast is a local production of Mississippi Public Broadcasting and depends on the support of listeners like you. If you can, please donate today at mpbonline.org. And thanks. This is Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. I'm Desiree Frazier. Over the past year, you've heard stories from the Gulf States newsroom here. It's a partnership among stations across Louisiana, Mississippi, and Alabama, and NPR. Local stations, including MPB, are working together to cover important issues like health care, criminal justice, and wealth and poverty across the region. We have a team of reporters who have broken stories, put a spotlight on injustice, and brought contextualized reporting to local and national audiences. Tomorrow night, you'll have a chance to get to know this team at a live storytelling event. The reporters will take the stage to share the stories behind their stories and some of the experiences they've had covering the South. Prisca Neely is the managing editor of the Gulf States Newsroom. She joins us now from her home base at WBHM in Birmingham, Alabama. Prisca tells us more about this event. So we're working with this initiative called Local Lives, and what they do is they they set up community events where community members can get to really connect with journalists and learn some of the stories behind the stories. You know, so this is this is one of the ways 
you know, because I think that what we do as journalists can often be, you know, kind of kind of confusing. People hear things on the radio, but they don't totally understand how they get there. So this is an attempt to kind of demystify that process, introduce the reporters to the community as people, you know, as people who, who live and work in this region as well, and learn a little bit about the stories behind the stories that they've covered um, across the across Mississippi, Alabama and Louisiana. We don't want to give away too much, but tell us about if you can share with us a little bit about one of the stories we'll be hearing. Yes. So you'll hear from each of the Gulf States newsrooms reporters. They'll take the stage um, to talk about some of their reporting. Um, and you'll you'll hear from uh, Brittany Brown, who is based there at MPB. Um, she's been reporting on um, some of the bomb threats against HBCUs that we've seen this year. And she did a story recently connecting that to the Green Gibbs tragedy um, at JSU Um you know, over 50 years ago. And she's going to be talking about, you know, what it's been like to cover that as someone who's from Mississippi, you know, someone who lives very close to JSU now, um, and kind of discussing that as kind of an open secret in Mississippi, but a story that a lot of people outside of the state, you know, don't really know about. So that's one of the things that we'll be digging into. But you'll also hear from our healthcare reporter, Shalina Chetlani, uh, wealth and poverty reporter, Stephen Basaha, and um, Bobby Jean Missick, who covers uh, race and equity. Share more background on the Gulf States newsroom. How did that come to be? How does it work? Yes. Yeah, so, you know, you've probably been, been hearing a lot more stories and hopefully the audience has been getting familiar with, with our reporting. But this is really part of uh, an effort at NPR to build up uh, local news by having more regional partnerships. So we're the Gulf States newsroom working across Mississippi, Alabama and Louisiana. But there's also a Midwest newsroom. There's a Texas newsroom and a California newsroom. They all have different missions. And ours is really about taking these uh, small but mighty stations, you know, small newsrooms, and working together to share resources to cover major news events. And we're adding reporting power. All these reporters that you hear from, you know, have joined um, within the past year and are doing this important reporting across the three states. So we work together in a variety of ways um, to bring you um, more really important stories from across the region. I understand that it's not only the reporters, you'll have some other guests as well. Is that right? Yeah. So, you know, we do we do a lot of like heavy stories um, in the Gulf States newsroom, you know, about covering COVID, covering poverty. Um, but there's also so much joy um, to highlight in the region. So we wanted to make sure that that's part of it, too. So we're going to have some local musicians um, playing music throughout the night. And um, also we'll be hearing from Ashley M. Jones. She's the poet laureate for the state of Alabama, a young black woman who, who does some really incredible poetry. And she will be blessing us with some of that as well. Wow. So it's live and in person for folks in Birmingham. Yes, for folks in Birmingham, and you know, it's exciting, you know, with the pandemic, in-person events, you know, something, community engagement has kind of been put on hold in person for a lot of newsrooms, so it's really exciting to get to this point. Um, so we'll definitely, we're going to have a, an audience in person in Birmingham um, 
but we want to make sure that people across the region can tune in as well since we are a regional newsroom. So for folks in Mississippi, um, if you go to the MPB website, you can find a link for the live stream and tune in as well. Prisca Neely is the managing editor of the Gulf States Newsroom. Thank you so much, Prisca, for sharing this with us. Yes, thanks for having me. And this has been Mississippi Edition on MPB Think Radio. Stick around for a full morning of Mississippi Radio. Coming up at 9, it's Deep South Dining. Then at 10, it's Now You're Talking with Marshall Ramsey. And at 11, don't miss Southern Remedy. Find past installments of this and other Think Radio shows online at mpbonline.org. I'm Desiree Frazier. Thank you for listening to MPB Think Radio and for taking three minutes out of your day to help support another year's worth of local news coverage.